Good morning. Thank you for joining this morning. Practice of uh, being aware of awareness. Two, three bells. One in just a moment. Uh, one midway through, and the final bell, 60 minutes from now. We'll begin by inviting in some relaxation. Perhaps um, taking a couple of deep breaths. And noticing whether it's available to bring alert presence. to what's actually happening right now in our experience. Might be pains in the body, might be a busy mind, might be sounds in the environment. Thoughts about what didn't get done yesterday or what needs to get done today, or where we have to be or where we don't wanna be, don't wanna go. Notice all of that's happening. All at the same time. And the first step in this process is always to notice that we're not that, right? That's happening. We're right here. Thoughts may be spinning around. We are not. There is no spinning. But there's watching spinning. There's watching's perception be woven as it is, as it does, as it will. So the first step's really important, right? I am not that, I can't be that. It's a subject object, right? Those are objects in consciousness. I'm subject. We just allow the objects to do what the objects in consciousness are doing, which is always the same plot line. The objects are rising and falling, spinning and twirling. There's some kind of dynamic movement happening. That's why it caught attention. The feeling of your bottom on whatever it's 
sitting on probably doesn't command attention until it's pointed out. So we allow that which moves to move. And we notice that which is still remains in stillness. And much like a bird that flies, bird's not, 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 not really doing the flying. It's more like allowing itself, watching, kind of surfing through the airstreams. Something's holding us, just like the airstreams that hold the bird. We are held. We are met in this moment. Ultimately, we are this moment. But if there's still some sense of you, a meditator, an intender, a doer. First step is always to notice. There's no doing, it's only not necessary. And it is not necessary. But it's also, it's not possible. Awareness of doing. Is alert presence a doing? Or is it a being that's already being? Is there a natural beingness that you're not doing? You can distract yourself from it. It doesn't change the fact that something's beating your heart. Something's holding your spine. Something's breathing you. Making all the organs work the way they work and then work together the way they work together. Billions of cells all doing their thing this morning, this afternoon. So we allow this disentanglement the notion of being the doer 
with the reality. There's nothing being done. That the being never was a doing. It was just imagined. A conceptual overlay. A narrative. What is is alert presence. And you can claim it. It's just if you examine your direct experience. Try to separate out the you from the presence. If there's a sense that there's a you doing the presence, presencing, and you're like nailing the presencing today or Maybe mine's real busy, so you're, you're just really not doing the presencing so well today. No matter which way the story runs, where you're the hero or the villain. Where's the you? Where's the presence? Are there two? Such that you can confirm that this claim of, a, of doing this of presence is so in your direct experience. How about this alertness right now? Is there a sense that there's a you and then this alertness? Can you find where one ends and the other begins? Or maybe you being peaceful right now. There's a sense of peace if you check to see if peace is present. Confirm it is. Who's the you that checked? And where's the peace that was confirmed? Just allow those notions to be seen. And then they're seen, they just kind of evaporate, don't they? There is just peace. Peaceful, alert presence.
is there someone striving for that, grasping at it, trying to get there, hoping to stay? And when we investigate if that's so, what do we find? Find thought, do we not? Thought that says it's that way. We find a movement of mind arising in, seen by, tracked with peaceful, alert. share with you a little exchange from back when Ram and I would sit and take questions. The devotee says, after leaving this ashram in October, I was aware of the presence that prevails in Sri Bhagavan's presence enfolding me for about 10 days, all the time while busy in my work. There was an undercurrent of that peace and unity. It was almost like the dual consciousness which one experiences while half sleep 
during a dull lecture. Then it faded out entirely. And the old stupidities came in instead. Work leaves no time for separate meditation. Is it enough constantly reminding oneself I am while at work? Ramana. After a short pause. If you strengthen the mind, that peace will continue for all time. Its duration is proportional to the strength of mind acquired by repeated practice. And such a mind is able to hold on to the current. In that case, engagement or no engagement in work, the current remains unaffected and uninterrupted. It is not the work that hinders, but the idea that it is you who are doing it. Question. Is a set meditation necessary for strengthening the mind? Not if you keep the idea always before you that it is not your work. At first, effort is needed to remind yourself of it, but later on, it becomes natural and continuous. The work will go on of its own accord and your peace will remain undisturbed. Meditation is your true nature. You call it meditation now because there are other thoughts distracting you. When these thoughts are dispelled, you remain alone, that is, in the state of meditation, free from thoughts. And that is your real nature, which you are now trying to gain by keeping away other thoughts. Such keeping away of other thoughts is now called meditation. But when the practice becomes firm, the real nature shows itself as true meditation. Questioner. Other thoughts arise more forcefully when one attempts meditation. Brahma. 
Yes. All kinds of thought arise in meditation. That is only right for what lies hidden in you is brought out. Unless it rises up, how can it be destroyed? Thoughts rise up spontaneously, as it were, but only to be extinguished in due course. That's thus strengthening the mind. Can we confirm in our direct experience that thought ri thoughts rise up spontaneously? Rhoda Great gave a brilliant message yesterday in that sanctuary. And she really stopped and made a point that we all may know intellectually, but do we live the seeing of that? Has the practice become firm? And that is to say, when thoughts come, wow, look at that. It just flipped in from out of nowhere. That's not my thought. That's a thought. It's here. It may be familiar. But as Rhoda said, this isn't your thought. It's not about you. It's all just happening. And our question is, where's attention going now? For me, it's not so much where attention goes, whereas the thought comes up. Of course, it's going to be noticed. And that's the nature of attention, right? It goes to the moving objects. It doesn't just stay on your bottom on the chair. It, it's, it's all about the bling. It's all about the novelty. It's all about tracking. And it makes sense, right? Evolved to survive. Tracking things that move is probably pretty darn important to surviving. But once it goes out and sees the thought, can it be seen that there's the next thought that says, that's my thought. And it means this about me. And it means I have to do that and that I haven't done this other thing. Can we see that every thought 
in some way, shape, or form is saying something about an imagined us. That's just what it does. And even if it talks about someone else or something else, it's in relation to what it means about us. And we notice thoughts rise spontaneously. Can we just wait for the next thought, check it out for ourselves? Reconfirm that today. And the same teaching, just a slightly different wording. It's Michael Singer, right? If you're watching it, you're not getting involved in it. The reason that's so critical is because the thought is the involvement. It's going to tell you what it means for you to you, about you. Can we watch it? Can we notice thoughts rise spontaneously? Can we truly say that it's seen that that's not my thought? If it arises spontaneously, how could it possibly be about you? We were just there to see it when it arose. We didn't make it. The only connection it has to you as what is as what saw it, not what is it. And that's why if we're watching it, we're not becoming involved in it. That's holding on to the current, current of your own independent aliveness, beingness, refracted source. No thought, no fleeting passing thought can affect that. When you know what you are, a thought can no longer tell you who you are. It's just a joke. It's just inconsequential. Just dismissed out of hand.
So yes, all kinds of thought arise in meditation. And that's only right. So that we get continuous practice, severing the automatic identification that still might be playing, but being believed for so long. It's batting practice. And sometimes we forget we're in a batting cage and we have a bat and a helmet. Sometimes mind imagines someone's just throwing balls at us. But we're always in a batting cage. There's always a batter's box and we can always square up. Always keep the bat high and kind of off our right shoulder. Stay aligned with this alert, peaceful presence. And what lies hidden in you is brought out. Unless it rises up, how can it be destroyed? Thoughts rise up spontaneously, as it were, but only to be extinguished in due course, thus strengthening the mind, the muscle memory that we are not that. We see that, <laughs> we hear it, <laughs> we may feel it, we're not that. peaceful, alert presence. Watching what rises spontaneously. So what lies hidden can be brought out so that what is brought out can be extinguished, thus strengthening
After leaving the ashram in October, I was aware of the presence that prevails in Sri Bhagavan's presence, unfolding for about 10 days. All the time, while busy in my work, there was an undercurrent of that peace and unity. It was almost like the dual consciousness which one experiences while half asleep during a dull lecture. Then it faded out entirely. And the old stupidities came in instead. Work leaves no time for separate meditation. Is it enough constantly reminding oneself I am while at work? Brahmana, after a short pause. If you strengthen the mind, that peace will continue for all time. Its duration is proportional to the strength of mind acquired by repeated practice. And such a mind is able to hold onto the current. In that case, engagement or no engagement in work, the current remains unaffected and uninterrupted. 
It is not the work that hinders, but the idea that it is you who are doing it. Well, I'm sure it's obvious from the context. I'll read a short little quote from our self-inquiry retreat around that defines specifically the current. The questioner asks, mind becomes peaceful for a short while and again emerges forth. What is to be done? Brahman says, the peace often gained must be remembered at other times. That peace is your natural and permanent state. By continuous practice, it will become natural. That is called the current. That is your true nature.
peaceful, alert presence. Is that here right now? Are you doing it? Synonym for peaceful, alert presence. How about love? Are you doing it? Is it what you are?
is a set meditation necessary for strengthening the mind. Um, not if you keep the idea always before you that it is not your work. At first, effort is needed to remind yourself of it. But later on, it comes natural and continuous. The work will go on of its own accord. And your peace will remain undisturbed. Meditation is your true nature. You call it meditation now because there are other thoughts distracting you. When these thoughts are dispelled, you remain alone. That is, in the state of meditation, free from thoughts. And that is your real nature. What you are now trying to gain by keeping away other thoughts. Such keeping away of other thoughts is now called meditation. But when the practice becomes firm, the real nature shows itself as true meditation. Question. Other thoughts arise more forcefully when one attempts meditation. Brahman. Yes. All kinds of thought arise in meditation. That is only right. But what lies hidden in you is brought out. Unless it rises up, how can it be destroyed? Thoughts rise up spontaneously, as it were, but only to be extinguished in due course, thus strengthening the mind. How does Ramana? Point us to extinguish the thoughts, looking right at them and asking for who they come, by what they're seen, with what are they known, by what are they heard. To whom do they rise? Who sees that thought? Who is that? Let go of the thought, turn attention inward and go find that which noticed the thought. 
And then if there's silence, we stay right there. And then if there's more chatter, maybe if there's a new thought about the process or the old thought, we notice the pull to get involved in that. And then if it's to be, Grace comes in and reminds us, oh, I could inquire into who sees that thought. It's just another thought. Instead of getting involved in that secondary and tertiary mental chatter, we ask, who sees that? Who hears that? By what are those thoughts now? Turn right back around again. There is no thought that is more powerful than what is noticing it. But only we can confirm that for ourselves over and over and over and over again until it becomes natural and continuous. It's a very active process. It's entirely internal. 